Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent, I'm here with Alan, and uh, we, you know, we want to remind you, I guess, why we do what we do. Uh, We both have a heart for churches and for pastors. We want both to endure, we'd really prefer them to endure together. And so we want to encourage you and find tools and and, uh, things for you to think about to help you to do that. And so, Alan, today, how are we going to do that? Yeah, you know, Trent, every now and then, we, we, we write notes all the time, and every now and then, you, you and I, we just start talking, we, we decide to kind of go spontaneous and, and um, just really kind of talk about what's on our hearts. And uh, so, as we were talking this morning, um, we decided we'd kind of talk about the state of the church as we see it in our new roles, because we've been... Um, you know, each in our in our new roles for a couple months now, and uh, we want to talk about some things that encourage us that we're seeing um, as kind of maybe trends in, in in our churches in our areas. But I think a lot of these things are going on all around the country. And so, um, anyhow, you're kind of getting us. I don't have a note in front of me. You don't have a note in front of you. And so uh, we we really just kind of talking from our heart and from from our our guts our guts today. Yeah, you're right. And and so, Alan, I, I know that you just said we wanted to talk about the positive things. I, I want to start off talking just a little bit about some negative things that we hear so that we can lead to the positive, if that's okay with you. Um, Go for had, it. Okay, man. <laughs> like we said, we have no notes, no guardrails on this sucker. We could go in the ditch in a real big hurry. <laughs> but um, we... One of the things, and I've heard this from several people, but we had one of the state guys in our um, at our pastors meeting yesterday, and we were asking him what he saw around the state of Missouri, and he was saying that he sees a lot of apathy in churches, um, and you know he went on to describe that a lot of different things that were in that, and so Alan, have you heard that um, equated with churches as being apathetic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, and that's probably been a contention with the church throughout the centuries. Right. But we mm-hmm. we certainly do. I was just reading an article again this week of, of frustration over the the idea that we're now calling regular attenders once a monthers. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of ludicrous. And I think it plays into the apathy thing. I also think it plays to that loss of that cult- cultural Christianity thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of kind of going on. And so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you know, when you think about some of the negatives that, you know, is, is church relevant? Is it making a difference? I think that's a lot of, a lot of questions um, that are out there, but I would say on the other side that research is showing that people are, are more spiritually interested uh, these days than they have been over the last 10 or 15 years or so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, and, and some people, they gripe about the COVID thing, pushing people away. But you're right. I think there is some positive news in that, that, that our churches or the, that the people in our communities are, they're searching for something that's, that's true, that they, they can really hang on to. And I think, I know in my association, and, and Alan, you can uh, let me know if this is true in your association, but I've seen some pastors really grab hold of that. Um, we had a, one of our churches, tiny little church out in the woods, which that's most of my association. And I love these people. 
They're, they got to baptize six people in the river last Sunday. And then they had another person joined by transfer of membership. And so, you know, there are some positive things happening. Yeah, I love I love all the positive things. And, you know, um, I'm big into church revitalization. I know that's something, Trent, that you have a passion for as well. And a, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a, at a church at a men's uh, prayer breakfast for a church. Uh, has an interesting story. The church was down to four people. And they were mm -hmm. ready to close the doors. There was a retired pastor in the area. One of the members walked up to him, handed him the keys and says, this is your building now. Oh, wow. and, so, <laughs> and so here a retired pastor starts, starts a brand new church. And um, before COVID hit, they'd already pushed themselves up to almost 70 They've got a new auditorium going up. I mean, wow. you know, and they're building this with cash as they go along. And, you know, it's it's just awesome. It's awesome to see to see this. I think one of the things that I, I really like, Trent, and, and maybe you've seen this, too, is during the church planting movement, when we were really big and doing that in the early 2000s, everything centered about the uh, around the young, hip pastor, you know, planting mm -hmm. that church or whatever. And in the revitalization side, what we're seeing is a, I think, a return to, um, you know, who's got some experience, who, who, who understands what's going on, and in some cases, a combination of even young and old coming together um, to help to help churches revitalize. And and I think that's pretty exciting. And I, that's not the only story like that in my association. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. That's amazing. And you know. Sometimes we give up on churches too soon, and that's what you just shared is a great example of that, that a group of people had given up on the church, but then somebody with vision and passion can turn, turn things around, of course, relying on the Holy Spirit and God's leading. Uh, but, man, that's so good. And, you know, what you mentioned about the combination of young and old, I, I've enjoyed that in our association and, and in the area. And in the state, I've gotten to go to some meetings where there was some really good collaboration between young people, young pastors, and older, especially retired pastors. And, you know, you see these guys talking to each other and sharing ideas and the young guys having an openness and a willingness to ask, hey, what do you, what would you do if you were in my position to asking that to older pastors? Yeah, I love that. I mean, and that, and that's really kind of, you know, in our role now, one of the things, uh, Trent, we recognize is that value of, of um, having a cooperative spirit. Now, you know, we both come from a Southern Baptist background and cooperation has, is really the positive part of, of everything that Southern Baptists represent when you get rid of all the junk that sometimes comes with all that. But cooperation is key. And, you know, um, several weeks ago, we did a podcast, the Lone, the Lone Ranger Pastor and the danger of that. And um, th that's one that I, I like marked as one of my favorite episodes to talk about, because you and I both almost we've tried to be a Lone Ranger before and it doesn't work. And there's so many pastors out there who are doing that and it just doesn't work for you. And I love to see that sense of cooperation um, that, that among those who have that desire. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, so Alan, as we talk about positive things happening that we've seen in churches and we, we get to be, I, I'm, I don't know about you, Alan, but I'm loving the possibility of getting to be in lots of different churches and seeing what they're doing. 
But so tell me as you as you traveled, and I know you've been to a whole lot of churches just like I have. What are some other positive things that you've seen in your area? Well, I, I've seen some excited uh, lay people. You know, I, I see people who are excited about what's going on in their church, which means they're being led well, um, which means God is, is doing stuff. Um, you know, we hear about the apathy side, but I, I see some people when they talk about their church, their faces just light up and, and they are mm -hmm. they are excited and they love their pastors. Um, I, I, that's one of the other things that I, I find really encouraging is is to see how, how much many people just truly, truly care about their pastor and their pastor's family. No, that's so good. Yeah. It, and people should be excited about their church. You know, when they're just down and negative and nobody, nobody wants to come be a part of that. Well, you wouldn't want to come be at our church, would you? You know, and that's, that's the idea, right? Instead of, Hey, please come. Our church is amazing. You know, and it doesn't, and that has nothing to do with size of the church either. That has everything to do with the passion and the heart of the people to worship God. And uh, so one of the things I was thinking about, Alan, is that um, I've seen a lot of our churches really doing a great job of doing some family events, some, some fun things that are not necessarily just inviting people to come into the building. There, a couple of our churches here uh, have done hay rides that Dana and I have gotten to go on, and and just you know they'll have a cookout and a hay ride and just a lot of fun. And uh, you know I know that you can't do this in in metropolitan areas, but you sure can do it in the country, and we like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of um a lot of things going on that are, I think are good. Um, again, when I come back to just that desire of more churches to work together, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I see so much a diminishing mentality of we compete with the church down the street. You know, I've got, I've got several places where churches are within a mile of each other, you know, probably founded off splits of one another, you know, years and years and years ago and this and that. Mm -hmm. And these pastors, I see them uh, working together and, you know, Hey, you know, they call each other. Someone visits from another church. They get the story. Um, they they understand all of this. And I, one of the neat stories is, <laughs> I guess it's a neat it's a neat story if you're a pastor. If you're a pastor out there, you're going to appreciate this. <laughs> um, but there's a guy in, in one of our communities that has gone through from church to church to church to church, causing problems everywhere he's been. Mm. And uh, he was in another church causing problems. And uh, one of the, the the pastor had gone to a former pastor and says, "This guy's here and is now here and causing problems for me." And this uh, one of the pastors came to me and said, "You know, how would you feel about all of us getting sitting down with this guy and just telling him and having this conversation with him that he's basically not, not welcome at any of our churches?" And mm -hmm. I thought. Hey, if that's what we need to do, then let's let's do that. But we're not going to let yeah. pastors and churches be torn apart by a divisive spirit. Right. And uh, you know, to know another pastor has your back, man. I mean, that's man, that's kind of cool. Huge. Yeah, it is. I I agree. I think that's amazing. You know, when when a, one pastor cares enough about another pastor to say, "Hey, we're going to go to bat for you, and we're going to help you deal with this issue that you're." 
church is going to struggle with. And we we had a, we've seen an example of that same type of thing, not necessarily with somebody coming to the church, but um, an example of pastors caring for each other. Um, one of our pastors, his wife has been in the hospital dealing with COVID. She's been on a ventilator for over a month now. They just she just got to the point she was able to move to rehab, but she had been in ICU and he had been driving an hour and a half every day, each way to go be in St. Louis with his wife in the hospital. But man, the other pastors have come around him and they're checking on him. And our association took up a love offering for them. That was amazing. And, um, you know, it, to me, that was just so cool. And they're, they're not only the pastors, but they're, asking their church families to join in. And to me, it was an amazing example of what a network of churches and brothers and sisters in Christ should be. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that is awesome. I was talking to a pastor's wife yesterday. Her husband's in the, in the hospital. He's a kind of a retired pastor, pastoring a small church. And uh, he's been in the hospital a while. And uh, they, they just said, we're going to start taking care of your gas money for going up there you know to, to to her and you know when you see the just those little things like that that just it's those little encouragements you know mm-hmm. it, you know here we are in the middle of pastor appreciation month and i i gotta tell you when i was a when i was in that role i dreaded october because i know that i don't do what i do for the applause of of people you right. know it's, it's okay. all about god and then there are some years where people give you cards and thank you. And then there's years that you went completely forgotten and no one cared. And right. you, you never knew I was on, you know, kind of on pins and needles, knowing that I shouldn't think about it, but I couldn't help but think about it. And, right. And, and, and all this and that. And, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you. Uh, don't, don't judge your value over whether or not people recognize that October somehow was declared pastor appreciation month. That is that is not anywhere listed as a biblical responsibility. So, so just let me encourage you. Look for the other things that people do, and those little encouragements will take you a lot further. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, Alan. I I, I totally agree, and I've been in that same position where you, some years it's it's great and people love on you. Other people, other years they're like nothing, you know, happens and. And I would imagine that there's a lot of our pastors that it's multiple years where nothing happens. But just as Alan said, um, don't base your relationship value just on those on the month of October. Um, think about the, the entire year and the opportunities that you've had and the way that people have loved on you at different times of the year or been with you when you've gone through a hard thing. And I, I, I can't. You know, when I was at Patterson I, in Oklahoma, I certainly could not begrudge them in, in October for not doing anything because I had seen them be with me when when Dana was in the hospital. And when I was in the hospital, they were, those folks were more ministers to me than I probably ever was to them. And so, uh, you know, there's some very positive things that are happening in that realm. Yeah, Trent, I don't know how, how it is for you, but one of the other things that I, I enjoy is, you, you know, uh, the pastors who, who are in my association who are millennials um, are amazing. 
they're 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 incredible and i'm so appreciative for them in in their ministries and and they are nothing like what what everyone says oh this is just what they're like and uh yeah yeah, i I think i think they're doing a tremendous job and it's a joy to come alongside them and, and to see their passion and vibrancy in their ministries yeah, you know, one of the negative things that people typically say about millennials is that they're lazy. Of course, every generation has always said the next generation is lazy. I don't care which generation it is. And and so, um, but I will tell you, just like Alton said, I've got some amazing young pastors and youth ministers and different uh, ministers in the association that they'll work me under the table and nothing flat they're, and they're doing stuff and they're working hard at their churches. Uh, you're right, Alan. There are some great young, young pastors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we hear this thing, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling when it comes to pastoral ministry. And, and um, I don't believe that's true. You know, I think we look, we look at circumstantial evidence in that and kind of make some rash judgments and, Maybe it's because we have this rock star preacher culture today, mm-hmm. you know, where where they where they uh, burn bright and fast and hard and then fall just as hard. Um, but I think there's a lot of guys out there doing it the right way with the right heart and are, are going to last a long time in, in ministry and reach a lot of people for Christ. Yeah, and the other side of that, I think that there's some older pastors that are really getting a passion for coming alongside those young guys, uh, you know, and, and trying to be a help and encourager. And so I think both of those are so encouraging and, and really exciting to see these guys working together, just as we mentioned before. So Alan, as you, can you think of other positive things that you've seen as you've traveled around to other churches? Well, I can, I can honestly say there's no donut shortage here in East Texas. Um, <laughs> There is a donut place on every single corner here, um, you know. So I, I mean, that's got to mean churches are healthy, well, or unhealthy, <laughs> as the case yeah. might be. Di- diabetic churches, <laughs> but yeah, you know that was the way it was in Oklahoma. It was so weird, Alan, that you know people would throw a fit if we didn't have our donuts on Sunday morning. But here in Missouri, I have yet to be at a church that has donuts on Sunday morning. Yeah, I don't know if we're healthier or, or just we yeah. haven't gotten onto the craze yet. But I don't know. yeah, uh, we had a handful of them, in, in, you know, in Colorado, but they're definitely not as plentiful. And I got to tell you, if any of you want to come down and pay pay a visit, donuts are on me. I know where to take you because there <laughs> there's a couple of them that are that are like really, really, really good. So anyway, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it must be because we don't have many donut shops like not nearly what they do in Texas. So. We need yeah. to move some up here to Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them, if I mailed them, they'd get there and they'd still be just as good. Man. <laughs> I may have to take you up on that. <laughs> I was like, okay, Alan, send me a box of donuts. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the fellowship, though. I do. I love the fellowship with pastors and ministers. And, you know, we do this. We're doing what we do because we love pastors and we love churches. We love our pastors and churches. Um, and you may feel isolated and alone. You may not be from a Southern Baptist background and, and you don't even know, you know, where do you find that that camaraderie? Well, we want you to know that we are here to, to come alongside you. And that's our heart is to help help you 
um, find those great things that God is doing and be encouraged. This is such a discouraging time. Just look for those places of encouragement in your life and in your ministry. Trent, uh, people sometimes want to reach out to us. How can they do that? Well, Alan, uh, there's lots of ways, and we want to encourage you to do that. And first of all, we want to encourage you to share this podcast with some friends and so that they can find out about it as well. But when you have a question or when you have a suggestion of another podcast episode or, or something you want to add to what, something you've heard, you can always contact us by going to EnduringChurches.com. Um, and you, there's a place there you can connect with us, or you can go to our Facebook page, which is at Enduring Churches. You can also email Alan or myself and let us know your thoughts, um, suggestions, and you can uh, contact Alan by emailing him at Alan, which is A-L-A-N, at EnduringChurches.consulting. Okay, not .com, but .consulting. And then the same thing for myself, Trent at EnduringChurches.consulting. And um, we want to be able to answer those, and we will be glad to get back to you just as soon as we can. And uh, we'd love to hear your responses to our podcast. Maybe there's something you loved or hated. We're good either way. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're real good either way. But the same Trent, good. all your hate mail. Um, <laughs> send all your hate mail to Trent <laughs> anyway but uh, yeah just let us know uh, what your thoughts are and how we can walk beside you and encourage you yeah so we want to thank you uh, for joining us uh, we hope that just the kind of us going off the script today was a bit of an encouragement to you um, take a look around um, God is doing some amazing things in the midst of all the chaos and all the the craziness that is around us and we just want to encourage you to, to look to that and see that and we we appreciate you so again thanks for tuning in and we look forward to catching you on our next episode when we're back on our notes